Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say amen. amen. Isaiah 41. I, I, I just was reading this, and this is what God was inspiring me. So I, when I walked in, they were singing that. I said, my God, you're telling me something about it. When God emphasizes things of this nature, it's because he wants, uh, he always wants people to know his word. But there are things that may be happening that they know the emphasis of these words in a specific moment. So I said, I got to I gotta connect with this song because of what I have to say to, today. What I have to say today. In chapter 41 of, of Isaiah, verse 10, the first thing that says, listen to me. It says, fear thou not. Fear thou not. Hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Now I'm going to tell you why he says don't be afraid. Why he says not to fear. Why? For I am with thee. You realize what thee means, right? Thee means you. If you are thee, raise your hand. Yeah. Those that don't raise your hand, they don't know where you're at. <laughs> okay, you are thee. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. This is powerful. Dismayed. That means do not surrender. Continue on. Why? Because I am with you. Since I am with you, do not dismay. Do not surrender. Do not give in. Do not give up. Keep on. Keep on because you will reach your goal and that which you are expecting from me, you will have. Because listen, it may look that I am not there, nowhere around, but I am with you even though it may appear that I am not. You follow? How many times we say, well, God, where are you? Because the situation that has presented in our lives could be so strong that we do not feel like God is there. But you are not here to feel. You're here to believe. And that's the problem we have. If we're going to walk in by feelings, we get a problem. Because the feelings has nothing to do with the spiritual thing. Now, they could, they could mix. They could be also, also there. Or, he, or they may not be there. What has to be there is what God says. I said what has to be there is what God says. And he says, do not dismay. Do not surrender. Keep on trucking, baby. I am there with you. And that goal that you have in your heart, that was your expecting, it will arrive. Give the Lord a hand and say amen from your heart. <laughs> Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is powerful. This is a powerful now you see why I, I like that because it connects, mama. Woo! Connects. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. That means that God is uh, talking about when he sees you struggling. That you're about to raise your, flag, your, your white flag and surrendering. So we say, hey, come on now. 
do not surrender, etc., etc., I am with you, but I will do something for you to help you not to, to, to surrender. I will strengthen you. I will, strength, I will strengthen you, yeah. I will help you, yay. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. You are not alone, even though you, in specific moments, may feel that you are alone. You are what God says you are, and will you have what God says you have? Don't continue to think that you are what you think. <laughs> you are what God says you are, and then that's why we must renew our mind for a transformation. We must transform how I look at myself. I must transform and start looking at myself like God wants me to look at myself. Because the way you think you are is the way you will act. And that you will achieve. In other words, God has put a mechanism in humans in order to be positive. But when you go into Jesus Christ, your positiveness, your optimism will grow to an extreme. Because when they teach you to be a positive mind, that's good. But that means you are positive according to your potential. But when you are, okay, let's go to, let's go to, to Philippians. What is Philippians uh, 4.13? Philippians 4.13. Give me there. There you are. I can do what? I can do what? Through who? With strengtheneth me. It's the same thing he says here. He says God, and in the New Testament it says Christ. But the thing is that Christ is God. You understand that? How many know that's true? If you didn't know it, now you know it. Christ is God made man. Now, I do all things that's super positive. That's extremely positive. When you say that I can do all things. Because man, you know what all things mean? All things mean all things. And the Bible says, God says, you can do all things through Jesus Christ. That means that I have been positive. Maybe up to now I've been positive. But I've been positive in my own strength. But now, he's going to strengthen me to be positive in his positiveness. In other words, he has no limitations. Now, that's impossible. Of course it's impossible. That's why it's possible for God. I, if God says that it's possible for you, since he said it, it's possible for you. Remember... Faith feeds, listen to me, faith feeds of impossibilities. Are you following what I'm telling you? So it doesn't matter how impossible you may be looking at the situation that you may be facing. Now you may be in a hole and you see that it's impossible to get out of that hole. It could be a, a financial problem, a, a health, a, your marriage, whatever it may be. But God has the ability to get you out when you think there's no way to get out. And that's not only people that are in problem. You may be a businessman. And you may have a dream to achieve a position. You may have a dream to achieve 
something for the glory of God and your benefit. But you, let me say, your benefit is always for the glory of God. When you know that God gave it to you. But I just, you know, I just wanted a new car. That has nothing to do with the glory of God. Oh, yes. Whenever somebody says, oh, you got a nice car, you got to say, but God gave it to me. Isn't that great? You see how good God is with me? In other words, you are a light. And the things that you receive for yourself, you will shine it through and people will see what God has done for you and you will tell them God can do it for you too. So you'll be preaching a gospel also, not only by saying receive Jesus Christ, but also by saying look what Jesus did for me. That will get people's heart ready. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So they're great. They say something. Man. Don't leave me here alone. Say amen. Say get out. Say something. Say get out. Don't say get out. <laughs> so praise the Lord. I, I perceive that God has so many things for you guys. You are here. And we have hundreds of people watching us through the internet right now. So maybe you're here. Maybe you are there. Or maybe everybody's here. Maybe everybody's there that needed this message. But the time is to start believing that there's never a time to surrender. Why? Because God is with you. And it's God is with you who can be against you. I said, if God is, say it, if God is with me, who? I dare it. Who can be against me? Give yourself a hand. Hallelujah. Believe it, believe it, believe it. Well, you see, you've got to train the Bible in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. This is tremendous. The word of God, after you get, it's more than receiving Christ. Well, receive Christ is the, Jesus said, I'm the door. I'm the door. The door for everything is Jesus Christ. But the thing is that you cannot stay at the door. Have you ever gone to a house? A nice house, you ready there say, I'm going to stay at the door? What about you, have, you need to go to the bathroom? You got to get inside. <laughs> what about you are food, hungry? You got to go to the kitchen or to the, to the whatever. Listen, you got to go inside. The inside are the teachings of Jesus Christ. To receive Jesus will give you a ticket to heaven. His teachings, what we are teaching you, is what is going to get you to go get in through that door and enter the different departments that God has for you, waiting for your blessing to your life. Do you know what I'm saying? Say, I do, Pastor, I know. I know what you're saying. Romans, say Romans, right? Romans uh, 12, gracias. 12.2. He says, And be not conformed. This is powerful. And be not conformed to this world. This world is the system that we have grown in. We enter a system since we were little. A system based in reasoning. Everything has to be reasoned. And uh, he said, don't be conformed to this. There's more. What do you mean more? You may be a doctor in this and doctor in that. And you have all these things, all these titles. But it says, don't be conformed, because all these, your doctorate degrees and all that, are based in this system, which is fine that you may know it. You need to know it, but there is something better. 
do not be conformed or being in a, in, a, in a method of acceptance, or accepting this like this is it. As long as you can reason it out, you will not make you will make it. No, 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 no. As long as you reason it out, there are many things that you will not make it. Because you will give him a tag saying this is impossible according to what you have reasoned the thing. There is something better. So, you know, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. It's a transformation. God is expecting a transformation from us. Of getting out of conformity, if this is the way it is, and start going to an, a spiritual elevator and going in the supernatural. But now, the natural show me facts that I can reason. And it's fine. But if God happens to speak, if God happens to speak, are you listening to me? If God happens to speak, and this is the word of God, then... He is the absolute truth. That means that the evidence that the world may show you means nothing when he speaks. Because you cannot be conformed to just the reasoning that you're accustomed to. Now you know that, yes, of course, God gave me my mind to reason things as long as he doesn't speak. But when he speaks, everything will be suspended. Are you following me, guys? Listen, this is important. Everything is suspended. Because now you are entering another level of spirituality. You are in the supernatural where the truth is absolute. It's not a relative truth that may be changing by things or situations. Nothing changes the word of God. Nothing changes the word of God. I say nothing changes the word of God. So therefore, listen. So what I mean to say is that as we reason things... Sometimes we are going to see things that we are going to call impossible, impossibilities. But God says, no, nothing is impossible for me and nothing is impossible for you because everything is possible to him that believeth. You hear that? He said, that's what he says. Is he lying? Is he a romantic word? That he, no, no, he's saying the truth, absolute truth. So then, that's the transformation, you see? Because then you start looking at yourself different. You don't look at yourself like you used to look at yourself then. You are not then anymore. Now you're here in a, a, a process of transformation. You start looking at yourself, how God looks at you. And then you walk knowing that it doesn't matter what you can reason it out how hard the situation may be, how upsetting is what it is, how much what is happening is pushing you to believe that way. God says something contrary. You're going to believe what God says, even though everybody will call you nuts. Because you know that they call Jesus nuts. They call him crazy. Because he was talking in a level that they couldn't what? Understand. They couldn't reason it out. Like now. And the more that you have studied, the tougher for you to put your thoughts and reasoning to a side in order to submit to what he's saying. Because the more you study, the more that they push you 
to reason things. And it's fine, as long as you can put all your reasoning and all your doctor's degree at the foot of the cross. Give the Lord a hand. So praise the name of the Lord. Say, I will never surrender. It doesn't matter what they say. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what they say to you. You're an extremist. Yes, you're an extremist because God is an extremist. You see, don't, don't let those words that are made for you to enter into unbelief. Because you, are, you may be believing in God's dreams in order to achieve something that you know that he has placed in your heart. If he has placed it in your heart, you are able because he's with you, and he will never leave you. And he will strengthen you. Why? Because he wants you to continue. Continue what? Continue to believe. He wants you to continue to believe. It may be easy to say it, but it's not easy to do. Easier said than done. Well, to believe, yeah, I got easy. No, 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 no. The point is, when you are believing, and all of a sudden, what you are expecting has not yet arrived, and then everybody's telling you around you, this is wrong, you are crazy, what is this, what is that? But before you know it, you start believing less and less and less. Be careful who your company is. Listen to me back there. Be careful who your company is, who accompanies you, who are your friends, what are their words? Are they full of unbelief and negativism? They see negative things everywhere. Oh, the things are so bad, you know what I mean. Hey, don't worry. Let me tell you something. Don't worry about the inflation. Inflation is bad, yes. But God is still on the throne. You hear what I'm saying? And uh, as I said, always said, you know, they don't have the gas. The gasoline is five, five, six dollars. Hey, when the gasoline was one dollar, you didn't have it. <laughs> so now it's five dollars, you don't have it either. So what do you have to do? Start believing God that he will supply and provide. Don't worry about the inflation. Let the, let the world worry about the inflation. You know it's there. You know that things are bad. But you are not part of that because you belong to Jesus Christ. <laughs> the blood of the Lord has marked you. Listen, man. Listen, 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 listen. You have to believe the blood of Jesus has marked you. I said that already. Therefore, if the blood marked you, why did it mark you? Because now you belong to him. He has bought you. The Bible says he, Jesus bought you with a price. He redeemed you. He got you out of that system. He redeemed you paying for you with his blood. He marked you. This is my property. So now, it's there. The point is that you have to believe it. And it's, it seems easy, but it ain't. But you have to believe it. You know, the Bible says that God is the, he is the owner of the, all the silver and gold. You realize that God is so wealthy that he walks up there in the streets made out of gold. And sometimes I heard preachers say that God doesn't believe in prosperity. How stupid can that be? God wants you to be in abundance in every area of your life. 
Are you following me? Because if he doesn't believe in prosperity and he's so prosperous, he's the first sinner. You can be, you can be offending God by saying certain things that perhaps you think. You don't have to be poor. Why? Because God is not poor. He's your father. Do you know you have an inheritance? You're an heir of God. I'm throwing to you many things, perhaps, at the same time. But it's all right. I don't preach to you every, 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 every week. So I got to drown you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you learn how to swim. You know the knowledge I give you. <laughs> but you got, you got to get it. Because you got it. The thing here is, how do you see yourself? Proverbs says that as a man sees him, think of himself, so he is. So it doesn't matter what you have. It's how you think of yourself, believing that you have, even though you ain't got more. Do you follow what I'm saying? How, how do you see yourself? It's how you think of yourself. So God can say, hey, I marked you with my blood. You, have a, you are an heir of me because I'm God. You don't have to be poor. I pay in the cross not only for your sin, but also for your, your sickness. But it doesn't matter what I've done. If you don't believe it, it does not activate what I've done. Everything that God says about you must be activated by you by faith, through faith, by believing it. I read that. God says, I'm with you. Do not surrender. I'm going to strengthen you. But if when the time comes that perceives, we perceive when situation comes that they are tough, that where is God? Hey, he said he's there. But if we continue saying where is God, it's because we don't believe that he's there. Therefore, the benefits of him being there will not be yours. What are the benefits of him being there? He will strengthen you to achieve, to receive. But since I'm saying, where is God? God has left me. I've been praying so much about this. And where is he? He should come to my rescue. All those things shows that you don't believe what he's saying there. And what, if you get to believe that he's there, then you'll receive the benefits of, be, of him being there. But since you don't believe it, really, and how do you know I don't believe it? Your words let me see where you're at. Your words will always see. Just by talking, just well, now with all these years, just by looking at you, I know more or less where you're standing. But when I talk to you, you shouldn't. By you talking to somebody, you can place that somebody. If it's in faith, if it's in doubt, if it's in fear, because your word will just, 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 will let everybody knows that knows a little bit of Bible to see where you're at. So it's easy for me to say you're in fear, you're in unbelief, Therefore, I say something that you may not like when I say you will not receive none of this. Why do you say that? You are the pastor. You are supposed to tell me. No, no, no. I'm supposed to tell you the truth. The truth is that you have to believe that he's here in order for you to receive what he has for you because he's here. But if you don't believe he's here, you ain't going to get nothing, mama. Nothing. 
You know who mama is? Those that are not papa. <laughs> Praise God. Time is coming when God is raising an army that you may not, you will not believe. An army that will walk according to what God says. Then you can see. The, you see, you are poor. Anybody poor here? Raise your hand if you are poor. Don't you raise your hand. Don't, yeah, don't scratch your, your, your ear now. You are what God says. But I ain't got no money. That's not the question. If you believe you're poor, you will continue. Say continue. If you believe you're poor, you will continue being with no money. But you want that thing to change. Or having no money to have money then you're going to have to believe that you are not poor anymore. But if you continue to say, I'm poor, because of the evidence. The evidence is you ain't got no money. That's the evidence. That's the reasoning. You reason, hey, I'm poor because why? Because I ain't got no money. But then God says, you have an inheritance, and I'm the owner of the silver and gold. And I have given abundance to my children. So now you have a situation. God is saying you are not poor. And your pocket is saying you are. So what are you going to believe? You can believe your pocket, evidence. Or you can believe in the supernatural. Is that you are rich. Even though you may look poor. Oh my God. You understand that? You see, when you declare the word of God in your life, especially when it goes against something that is happening, like this case, for example, I was saying, you're poor. You say you're poor because you ain't got no money. But God says you're rich. But you know you ain't got no money. And you got no money equal to being poor. But God says, no, you're not poor. See, he's at another level. Now he's not, a, he's not in evidence anymore. He's in absolute truth. But it's hard to believe the absolute truth when the evidence in the natural we are accustomed, we have not been, we're in the process of being transformed. Transformed from where? From where we were to another level. So we're in that process. It's very hard for us sometimes to get a hold of God when the evidence is so hard that not only I, my, my pocket is empty, I ain't got the money to buy the gasoline. And God says, you're not poor. But when you start saying what God says in the middle of a situation that the evidence is showing you something different, you create a spiritual clash. I said this many times, I will continue saying forever. And a spiritual clash, there's a clash that you create between the natural, you ain't got nothing, and God says you have a lot. When you, if you declare what God is saying, you are going to create a clash. Boom, between them, God will always win. You know what that means? You will 
I don't know how it's going to do it. They're going to give you a raise. You're going to get a job. You're going to get other. You're going to find money under under a rock. You know, I don't know. I only know that you will have the evidence and manifestation of money if you believe what God says against what something that is happening. Because in that clash, God will always win. The point is that you have to create the clash. If you don't create a clash, what God is saying will never take place. You create a clash saying, I know my pocket is empty. I'm not denying that, but I am not poor because God says I'm rich. Therefore, I thank you, Father. I receive my blessing in my financial area because I know who you are and you cannot lie. And I know you love me. Give the Lord a hand. Wow, man, this is powerful. This is powerful. Are you receiving all this? Are you receiving all this? Praise God. I didn't take an offering, did I? No, wait, wait. Don't leave now. <laughs> Praise God. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. I know I think, you know, now that I say this, uh, sometimes pastors pray for people in order to look like pastors. <laughs> Knowing that is nothing is going to happen. This is my 41st year as a minister of the gospel. I was six years a missionary in the mountains of Guatemala and in the jungles of Belize. And in 85, I raised a tent in the park there by FIU. That's not Tropical Park. That's uh, Tamayami Park. Ten days I was there. And that's how the church started. And, of course, it's always been a Spanish-speaking church. I have not long started this. Which I, wanted, I want this to grow because we are in the United States. But I've been very extremely successful in the Spanish uh, community. I do have a radio program every day at uh, 11.30 in the morning. I have a television program that is seen now in more than 70, 70 countries. At 11 in the morning, and I, they, no, at 10.30 in the morning, and they repeat it at 11 at night. Monday through Friday, and last is the, the, the network. So I've been somewhere, I've been too long. Well, not too long, I've just been long. Not too long, because too long means that I'm tired. And I know, I love it. I love to see your faces. <laughs> of course, I got my son that is helping me here, and he's a great preacher. And then I have a good team. I have a good team. But what I'm saying, what I wanted to get is that I don't have to, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. Just to my God, you see. And sometimes when you are a young preacher, you got to, you know, you're trying to get the approval. I don't need no approval. God has given me the approval of my anointing, and I will walk doing what I believe is right. That's, I have to live right. I have to live according. I am the same. Here, like I'm under there. 
Whatever I say here, I will, I will say it when I'm not in the pulpit. But what I mean to say is that you know how many people come pray for me because I have a financial problem. And then, of course, the pastors pray. He knows. If he knows the scripture, he knows nothing is going to happen. The Bible doesn't say to pray for the finances to develop. The, the Bible says, give and it will be given unto you. Huh? Give and it will be given unto you. A multiplication. Multiplication. Sowing and harvest. That's what it is. So if somebody comes to me saying, of course, this pastor, I don't want to pray for me. What kind of a pastor is this? Hey, I, he will, I will not be a hypocritical pastor. I will not be as a hypocrite. I know that if I pray for you, it's like nothing. The Bible says, if you want a harvest, you got to sow a seed. And that's the teaching. I could pray, not for the harvest, for you. I can pray for God to help you believe in what he's saying. And what is he saying? That if you want a harvest, you need a seed to plant a seed. And the thing is that he'll give you the seed. You follow what I'm trying to tell you? Don't ever pray that God will give you harvest. Thank him for the harvest. Huh? Thank him for the harvest after you sow your seed. And are you applying faith to your seed? Because sometimes... People do it and automatically, you know, they come and they give him money. So, no, no, don't just pray for that seed. Declare something on that seed. You have the right to declare. Do you know that Adam, Adam called all the animals and every, every seed, everything was given by man. He, he, God gave everything to man, or really did everything on the sixth day. He made man in order for those things that he had given in the previous five days were a benefit for that man. So we can call the seed to give us what we need. We can give God thanks for that seed and say, Father, thank you because this is towards my house, my new house. Thank you, Father, because this is towards I, uh, my marriage, I mean, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know what I mean? Uh, you, whatever it may be, some of you, you know what I'm saying, I don't know. Now that I say that, how many are waiting for uh, somebody to come and join you for the rest of your life? You need, uh, you need a husband. Who needs a husband? Raise your hand if you need a husband. Raise your hand. But you see, you, you got to be boom. Do not be hesitant with God. Because if you do it like that, you're going to do it in every area. God, a true Christian, is not timid. This is another thing. I can't do it because I got no more. What time? I'll come. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> You cannot be timid. Muchas gracias, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias, muchas gracias. Okay, timid. See, to be timid is to be bound in a way. You see? Is that my son there now? You look like my son, man. 
Who is there? No, you're uglier than my son. Get out of there. <laughs> huh? That's your son. He's uglier than my son. <laughs> no. Let me finish. If you are timid, you are bound in a way. There are other complexes that will accompany timidity. Intimidation. A timid has, is full of intimidations. No, no, you got to be to the point. To the point. When you're going to talk to Satan, you talk to him, and like if you see him. Even if you don't see him, you see him. In the name of Jesus, do this. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get out of my line of, of generation. You talk. Speak. You declare. Get out of my finances. Get out of this and that. You got to do it. You got to do it. If you need something from God, just tell him. Father, thank you. I'm going to say I need a husband, but I'm, it's not me. You guys are doing <laughs> I need uh, a wife, a husband, whatever. Be to the point. Believing it. If you are timid, you really do not believe it. God knows it. And worse than that, because God always wants the best for you. The devil knows it, and he will put obstacles because you are giving him an opportunity to put the obstacles because of your intimidations. Are you following me? I got to be going, Papa. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand. Woo! I give me you a lot. Maestro, are you there? Praise God. So, you know, it's good. It's good. The word, I love the word of God. So we must continue transforming ourselves. All right? Transformation. Transformation. Knowing that we thank God for our reasoning because we were, we're in the world and we need to reason certain things except when he talks and that's his word. His word is talking. So many things he says that is going to, you know, collide with our mentality that is already formed through reasoning. That's we must change our mind. Transformation. Transformation. Praise God. Let me read the whole thing there. This is so good. He says, Romans 12, 2. Read that with calm in your house. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By what? By the renewing of your mind. Your mind must be renewed because your mind is stuck in the system we were born in, in the schooling that we, the system, the system, by renewing your mind, that ye may prove what is that this is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The will of God is the best for you. Say, the will of God is the best for me. And I am being transformed. Therefore, I declare that I'm a child of the living God. I got many things awaiting for me. And I will enter through those doors. Those doors are mine. Because Jesus is mine. And whatever is of God is of Jesus. And whatever is of Jesus is mine. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah.